truth. Welcome to another exciting episode of National Bugle Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network, RBN. Republicbroadcasting.org. It's, it's the hastily thrown together part two of free speech. Uh, this isn't really hastily thrown together, but it is free speech. So go to republicbroadcasting.org, click on the donate button, send the fundage. You send it to 2251. Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. Phone it in to 1-800-724-2719, extension 3. All right, so on Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember which day, I recorded with Mark Dankoff, and we played it on the Monday show. It was good. But we kept talking. We just kept talking and um, didn't fill up an entire second show's worth, but about two-thirds. So what I'm going to play for you now is the remainder of my discussion with Mark Dankoff on what's going on in the Middle East and whatnot. Um, he had gone off on a lot of eschatology stuff, but I got him back, which is, which is fine, because this has a great deal of what a great deal to do with what's going on now is these these different religious groups and their eschatological uh, interpretations but i'm going to play this for you and then i'll be back so i hope you enjoy it i'll be back later in the show of the cruise missiles and the drones that Hezbollah mm-hmm. is believed to possess. But if we just uh, take uh, Alistair Crookie at his word and say, okay, 100,000 men ready to uh, come at Israel uh, from southern Lebanon invading the northern part of Israel, and they've got uh, they've got 80,000 uh, cruise missiles and drones, and then Israel starts responding to that, and then you can see uh, the rest of the Shia Crescent would then come well, I in. Wanna, okay. So that's yeah. what, this is what I want to ask. So you've got whether it's through escalation because of um, you know massacres or the destruction of the the mosque, okay, or both, one or, or the both. other, yeah, or both, or both. So you've got you've got the Hezbollah in in Lebanon, which borders on Israel. You've also got Syria, which is routinely uh, bombed by Israel, exactly. bordering right there. You've got Egypt, which is now is is now going to be a BRICS country. Uh, it, so it doesn't it's not in the American orbit the way it was, which bore, has a very large border with Israel. You've got Jordan, which also you know borders the the occupied West Bank. Jordan, which has a population, it's a kingdom, but it's got a population. This majority, the majority of its population are people descended from Palestinian refugees. You've got Saudi Arabia, which practically borders. Israel. I mean, it's maybe 10 miles away or something. And uh, it's also becoming a BRICS country. It is moving out of the American orbit. You've got Iran. You've got nuclear armed Pakistan. What do they do uh, in in the case of the destruction of the mosque or the escalation? Where does this go? 
Well, you can tell where it's going, Patrick, and I think the logical logical conclusion is cataclysm and to underscore just what you've pointed out about Jordan. Folks, everyone at the Republic Broadcasting Network who is listening to this or who will be listening to this needs to understand that the United States, thanks to Mr. Blinken and his latest conversations with Mr. Netanyahu, the United States is in the process of committing the 101st Airborne Division of Fort Campbell, Kentucky, to occupy Jordan with the idea in mind of jumping in to help Israel uh, with a quote-unquote settlement of this Gazan crisis. And that's at the same time that uh, Sonia Vandenenda, the, the internationally known journalist who is holed up, I think, in Moscow right now, but she's been doing a lot of coverage of all kinds of different things over time, including uh, on-site coverage of what's been going on in Donbass. Uh, she uh, sent me word uh, a day or two ago on Vicentacta, complete with a video, to where we can see the 92nd Airborne, or I'm sorry, the 92nd Armored Brigade of Iran uh, in Khuzestan province, which is in southwest Iran. They, she sent a video, all of these guys, all of, uh, all of these uh, people in this uh, Armored Brigade of Iran, the 92nd Armored Brigade, are being redeployed with one obvious intent and purpose in mind, and that is that they're ready to go. If uh, this reaches a point where we start talking about Hezbollah's intervention, we start talking about destroying the Third Temple, and we start talking about uh, an Israeli conventional uh, invasion of Gaza that starts murdering hundreds of thousands of people, then it's not just going to be Hezbollah, coming in with 100,000 men and with their 80,000 cruise missiles and drones, all of a sudden the rest of the Shia crescent, I argue, will come in. That will involve Assad, who has plenty of reason uh, to uh, not want his country bombed by Netanyahu anymore, illegitimately. And then the Iranians uh, getting back to what has been going on with them since 1953 at the hands of the United States and of Israel. Iran comes in and says, well, this is, uh, especially since the assassination of General Soleimani, it's quite obvious in the assassination of our own scientists in our own country by the Israeli Mossad and the Mujahideen Kalk at the behest of the CIA and all these threats uh, coming to us uh, from uh, Lindsey Graham and Rubio and these other people about attacking us, uh, we're not waiting around. Uh, we get the word from Gaza and from Hezbollah and from Assad, we're going in. And, uh, and I think they will, if uh, the way this thing is playing out. And then, uh, folks, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Now, Lindsey Graham hasn't figured this out. Marco Rubio hasn't figured this out. John Hagee hasn't figured this out. The, their uh, Ziofag counterparts, like Schumer and the Democratic Party, haven't figured this out. But they're going to get their butts kicked. And thousands upon potentially millions of innocent people in the Middle East and outside it could potentially die in this thing. Let's just be that blunt about it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and Alexander Maturis made the point that if you looked at, say, the 67 war where Israel captured all this territory and uh, lost fewer people in that six-day war than they've lost last week uh, against tiny little Hamas, that back then, 
Uh, this, you know, 67, that's only 22 years after the end of World War II. Sure. And a lot, a lot of the people, certainly the officers, a lot of them were veterans of World War II. In fact, veterans of the Red Army. Uh, they were tough people. Now you're talking about, uh, it's been 50 years since they had an international war. And yeah, the Israelis have been involved in constant military action since then, but it's almost always been, uh, massively disproportional. They've got Air Force dropping bombs on people that they never get, they never have to see their faces. Exactly. Uh, so it's now if the Israeli military, um, if, if they go into uh, Gaza with tanks, I mean, first of all, uh, Israeli society is very divided anyway. And Netanyahu's not at all popular. Um, are there going to be refuseniks? Are there going to be, or, or is Israeli society is, is it just uh, rallying around the flag? Uh, so a, are there, is there going to, are, are, would the military, would the reserves, uh, be following orders and be to the extent they follow orders and go into to, to Gaza? Is this just a trap for them? You're you're asking all the right questions, and I I think in the well, long run, yeah, it's okay. uh, it's I think it's going to be a trap for Israel in 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 uh, in political terms alone. In that, when the so-called international community uh, begins seeing uh, how massive this Israeli uh, uh, military operation in Gaza would be in terms of uh, in terms of genocidal murder. That that's certainly going to produce, I think, an even larger blowback against the Zionist state than we already have. It not only threatens, as, as we both pointed out, the intervention of Hezbollah, the intervention of the Iranians and the Syrians uh, in, in this whole thing, potentially, as well as others. But you start getting into what you've identified in terms of the domestic division within Israel. And this this is something that cannot be ignored uh, in that there are a lot of Israelis uh, who uh, recognize, at least in terms of their own survivability, that they've got to uh, step back from where Netanyahu and Hagee and company would seem to be pushing them. This gets into something I alluded to on Vikantakta today when my uh, interview with Johnny Punish for VT Foreign Policy was a topic of conversation. And I said, you know, Alastair Crookie, excuse me, I think has correctly underscored the fact that Israel is not ready for a second front against it to be opened up by Hezbollah. But uh, one thing that Crookie didn't mention, and Alexander Dugan strongly hinted at it, was a civil war in the United States and potentially an outbreak of serious populist unrest in these Western European governments on the part of average people against these Zionist global homo policies that have are, that have been progressively uh, like a like a corrosive cancer eating away at their individual societies and, and economies and cultures, but uh, especially in the United States, the question may be asked: When this thing reaches a certain point, will there be a, a coalition between the American? populist anti-Zionist right, on the one hand, uh, in partnership with uh, people on the left who uh, recognize that they want no part of this either. 
Now, uh, uh, in, in this particular case, I don't know how many of these people on the left would fight. Uh, I just don't have any information on that. The other question is, does the American populist right uh, just sit by and do nothing? Or do our own people on the populist right, who've seen their, their culture hijacked by LGBTQ, who have seen their uh, industrialized economy uh, exported abroad, uh, who have seen the the massively uh, anti-white, anti-white European Christian policies of their own government that have marginalized them in terms of their own economic situations and getting their kids into school, uh, having their own voice uh, being routinely ignored by our political elite. Uh, at what point uh, do all of these people who have seen these open border policies uh, uh, overrunning this country and, and creating circumstances where even someone like Eric Adams, the the uh, the current mayor of New York, uh, is screaming for help in the midst of what has happened in the Big Apple alone. You add to that Los Angeles, you add to that Seattle and San Francisco and Detroit and Washington, D.C. and Minneapolis and all these other places with these predominantly Jewish-run Democrat mm-hmm. Jewish run cities. When do the 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 American populists look at all this and say, you know, we've been sitting by and we have been doing our listening to our best people on the radio, uh, reading these articles written by these they, these people that we followed for years. But to what extent are we now potentially in terms of our own political, economic religious and cultural freedoms in danger of being eradicated in the same way that the Palestinians are in the process of being eradicated and the, and the way that the Gazans are currently being eradicated as we see the, the war party in this country, both in the GOP Ziocon crowd and Biden's uh, uh, Zioferi movement, denying us through these so-called hate crimes legislations, the ADL working with the FBI and these fusion centers and so forth, uh, having our own legitimate voice and our First Amendment rights being denied to us and and where our own children are going to end up being drafted into this fight, which, to quote Charles Lindbergh in 1941, in September of that year, this is not our fight except except in our own country. Are we going to continue to be led around by the nose by these people, ranging from Ron DeSantis, Marco Rubio, and Lindsey Graham on the one hand, or people like Chucky Boy Schumer on the other? Are we just going to sit by and allow this to happen as we are going to be in the same position, potentially, as the Palestinians and the Gazans if we don't stand up and saying, you're not getting us for this one. And if well, it comes to your guys coming to our homes to conscript our kids, we're going to fight. So I saw in the past 24 hours a what looked like a local news report. It wasn't from an outlet that I was familiar with, but it, it seemed to be like a local news report or at least a relatively high budget Internet news uh, operation. So there was the woman in the studio. There was the man uh the, the reporter from the field and he was reporting from San Isidro uh so, just south of uh 
San Diego at the border with uh, yes. Mexico. And he was saying that the pedestrian crossing uh, was that Americans were not allowed to cross there. Mexicans were not allowed to cross. Only illegal aliens were allowed to cross. And they were crossing and then they were being shuttled out in buses operated by Jewish Family Services. Exactly. Right? Now, okay, so so we've got that. I And you're talking, you, you were discussing the possibility of civil war in the United States. Let's look over at Europe for a second because you've got, um, it, it, like, You've, you've had massive immigration into Europe. But the massive immigration into Europe has been much more um, much more Muslim than ours. Ours is there are Muslims coming in, but uh, theirs has been very largely Muslim, Muslim and, and African. But a lot of the Africans are Muslim, too. And now we've got a situation in Britain where I understand there is some sort of uh, the, the prime minister, Rishi Sunak, the Indian, uh, is saying that anybody who voices support for Hamas will be deported. So the British government was willing to put up with groomers. It was willing to put up with, uh, you know, trucks, what, trucks of peace that would blow up. It's been willing to, to put up with knife attacks and all of this. But now if somebody says, well, you know, Hamas actually has a point, now they're going to get deported? Uh, and so you're, you're getting these these pro-Hamas demonstrations in European cities all over the place because European cities are full of Muslims. So, uh, and of course, uh, you've you've already have a uh, non the non-Muslim segments of society are already uh, you've got populist right uprisings regarding not just uh, immigration, but regarding support for Ukraine. So you've got a completely destabilized West in America exactly. and Western Europe. And these are the people that Israel depends on. And meanwhile, the rest of the world seems to be uh, going into a BRICS orbit around uh, Russia and China. Exactly. And so in terms of the BRICS orbit, you'll have exactly what Paul Craig Roberts has said on numerous occasions uh, as the BRICS uh, policy of uh, progressive de-dollarization of the world economy becomes more and more effective, Zio Global Homo is going to run out of men and money for all of these Zio wars. At the same time, uh, when you look at the rise just in, in Germany alone, in terms of uh, populism, the so-called alternative for Deutschland, uh, the, the, the uh, Green Party Zio Homo uh, global homo leadership of Germany is thinking, well, we might have to outlaw that party because they're uh, moving up too fast in the polls and they're threatening what we're trying to do both in this country and elsewhere. This is where we get back uh, to the situation in the United States, uh, the American populist right. Well, we got drag queens in our schools. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, laws that have passed in, in certain quarters in the United States that make it legal for a, uh, a, an underage child to uh, receive transgender surgery without the approval of one's parents. Uh, we've got, uh Highway with your nestle by my side. 
Tasting your sweet perfume in the air Heading for the turnoff that's known as hell Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing broad Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery So Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cola with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. You, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Slash RBN. that have passed in, in certain quarters in the United States that make it legal for a, uh, a, an underage child to uh, receive transgender surgery without the approval of one's parents. Uh, we've got uh, partial birth abortion in this country continuing to be a major factor. Uh, we have unrestrained, illegal, massive uh, immigration uh, into our, our major cities. Uh, we've, we have the destruction of the manufacturing center of our economy over time through uh, the exportation of what was 
of the most powerful uh, manufacturing economy in the world in a previous era. Uh, we now have a situation where our overextended military empire has us in these Zio wars in Ukraine, supporting this Jewish drag queen comedian there in Kiev. At the same time, we're being dragged into this mess that is not our fight and should not be our fight in Gaza and Palestine that is largely uh, the doing of our own Zio-controlled government. Uh, you know, you start looking at it that way, and all of a sudden the destruction of the American dollar because of how all of these policies have led to this massive and understandable BRICS de-dollarization uh, movement, which is attracting more countries by the minute to the original uh, British, Russia, India, China, South Africa nexus. And, and uh, the crime in the streets and our urban centers He's a George Soros-financed district attorneys to keep letting these people out of jail, including the one right here in San Antonio, Joe Gonzalez. And how much longer before the American populist right emerges? Because let's face it, we have, shall we say, capacities and capabilities in this country that our counterparts in Europe don't. Uh, in our ability to resist, the question is if we're going to get a, our asses up off the couch turn the NFL football off long enough to say, hey, my family, my kids, my grandkids, and all the other people I know in this neighborhood, we're all going to get killed if we don't stop this now in terms of these jokers like Schumer on the Zio Ferry left, as well as the Lindsey Grahams and the Marco Rubios uh, and, and, uh, and Ben Shapiro, who basically mm -hmm. was uh, calling for the Samson option on uh, – on his tele, uh, his radio show, aired. What's that? Not, not, see, he was going that far. Not, not simply the uh, genocide of Palestinians, but even the Samson option. Was he going that far? Well, uh, I'm, I'm in the process of evaluating the video, but uh -huh. I think it is very clear. And I, I uh, sent Shapiro a message, which I also published on V. Contact, and I said, "Well, wasn't it you people who killed John Kennedy in uh, November of 1963 to acquire this Samson, Samson option? And I sent him a PDF of Michael Collins Piper's book, Final Judgment. Uh, you can be sure he probably won't read it. But the, yeah. but the long and the short of it is this. Uh, this coalition that designed this unnatural coalition, it's as unnatural as the homosexuality that Zionism promotes in the United States. This coalition, political coalition for Zionism in this country, is an unnatural one. When you consider these kooks like Hagee and Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio on the uh, on on the Zio global homo right, and then you look at these other people like Schumer and Barney Frank uh, and Joe Biden and company on the left, uh, when you're you're the the Zio left, that's an unnatural coalition. And it's an unnatural coalition, uh, not, not simply in terms of the obvious fact that the followers of these people on either side of the aisle uh, always seem to be in fights with one another until we get to this Zionist issue, right? But those mm -hmm. of us on the populist right who understand that this is an unnatural coalition that is designed to get the rest of us killed uh, in this country or to have our uh, to be potentially even incarcerated if we if we continue speaking out in regard to what they're doing. This is where uh, we're down to crunch time now. And you start talking about third temples and Hezbollah mm -hmm. intervening in this conflict with Assad and Iran. You talk about uh, this 
this uh, this Zelensky clown that the United States has poured billions of dollars into. Uh, and, and, and then you factor in the Chinese in this. It's like the average American going to sit by and uh, have these people uh, leading us to Armageddon so that we can be raptured. So or are we finally going to stand up and say, hey, we're going to have to kick the hell out of some of these people in this country that don't represent the average American anymore, and they don't represent the Constitution of this country or the Bill of Rights. So, you know, you talked about whether there would be, a, say, a populist right ba uh, backlash. And over the past several decades, uh, you, you, do, you get rise of populist, right-wing populism, but it never goes anywhere. And I think it never exactly. goes anywhere because they... They have to have a boogeyman. They never talk about Jewish power. So they'll, they'll, it'll be the Chinese. It will be the communists. It will be secular humanists. But, you know, you're talking about Ben Shapiro. He's not Chinese. He's not a communist. He's not a secular humanist. Right. And, and, and then, you, you know, you look around everywhere you look. You got Zelensky and company. They're a bunch of Jews. You got Tony Blinken going over to the Jerusalem and saying, I'm not coming here just as Secretary of State. I'm here as a Jew. Oh, really? Really? Exactly. And that's you factual, know, folks. I saw it myself. Blinken said that publicly. Right. And, and so it's so much in our face. Now you've got Israel, the Jewish state, Israel, that it looks poised to drag the entire world into. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-and-lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot -F com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. 
Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To learn more about this amazing breakthrough, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. folks i saw myself blinking said that publicly right and and so it's so much in our face now you've got israel the jewish state israel that it looks poised to drag the entire world into perhaps a nuclear third world war um are we gonna are they gonna somehow twist this into well it's really the chinese that are behind it or or you know, this is all this is all well, common. Look at, look at what they're doing now. They're suggesting that Putin is behind what has happened in Gaza. We've got people like Republican uh, Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri saying, on the one hand, hey, we're 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 dumping all this money into Zelensky that we shouldn't have dumped in there because, by George, we have to be ready to fight the Chinese. Right. So th- this this all dovetails with what you're saying, Patrick. It, it's just it's enough to make you throw up. It is. Now, we've gone way over time, and I want to thank you. <laughs> thank you. So this is going to spill into a second show, uh, way, way into a second show. Uh, you know, we can wrap it up anytime you want. But, um, oh, okay. So we've been talking doom and gloom, but at the same time, you do have uh, the Iranian, Egyptian, Saudi, Russian foreign ministries and they're busy and they're talking to each other and they're and you know i'm sure they got their back channels to china which china is the they are the, the you know they the big industrial force money force and a ma- major military force that's uh uh makes a lot of this other diplomacy possible but uh so there's likely going to be some sort of uh peace proposal from you know, Russia, Iran, China, uh, Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, something like that. Uh, and honestly, if they really wanted to, these countries with China behind them could impose a, a, a settlement. Perhaps. Maybe they could. Maybe they could. Maybe that would just become World War III. Um, should we... Is is this something we can be optimistic about, or should we just be like, should we just be, um, you know, making our our final arrangements? Well, uh, maybe both. Uh, 
And when I'm raptured and you're not Patrick, I'll still try and get you some help. From- <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ask the Lord to send RBN some money after I'm raptured and you're still in this mess. <laughs> but some, but some gallows humor, folks. Uh, I think the the answer is we we need to be prepared for both. And I would simply say, as somebody who uh, looking at my long term time on press TV in Iran. Uh, which probably didn't achieve anything except to get some things off my chest. Well, I look at Putin's Russia uh, and the Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, you look at the Chinese leadership, uh, and, and certainly, uh, and, I, and I presume uh, Hezbollah would understand this as well, there's an American populist right that, uh, that hopefully will fight this time uh, maybe they won't, and if they don't, then that's uh, to their own detriment and destruction. But uh, certainly in terms of Western Europe and the United States, and hopefully in Canada, too, where they figured out that uh, Trudeau is a gay Nazi by now, that, that we, need, uh, we need for, uh, in, in Canada, uh, North America generally, certainly the United States, and in Western Europe, uh, for all these uh, populist, nationalistic uh, right elements uh, to finally come to the floor and say, you know, we, we're fighting this out this time, uh, and we've got nothing else to lose. Uh, we're like the people in Gaza and Palestine. The worst thing that can happen to us is that we're going to get killed in this, and we're going to get killed anyway, uh, either in a longer process or a very violent short-term one. But maybe we ought to just stand up to all of this and say, hey, my kids aren't going into this thing. I'm not going into this thing. You guys can arrest me and do whatever you want to, but you can blow it out your A double slash. And that's that's where it ultimately has to sit. All right. Well, hey, Mark, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, and uh, always, always a great thing to help Dr. Patrick Slattery and National Beagle Radio and RBN. And uh, who knows, maybe we can uh, run this as a single show at 3 o'clock in the morning, too, so I can send the complete show uh, to all of our uh, international audience. They won't have to listen to a two-parter. We can do that. We can do that. So uh, it will be available however you make it available, and then um, it will be, I'm sure, my Tuesday show and probably the bulk of my Thursday show as well for this coming week. And remember, folks, when it comes to Armageddon, there's still time to consult me through VT in regard to point spreads for all of the NFL games tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Okay, thank you. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another exciting episode of National Bugle Radio. Okay, well, I hope you like that. So actually, I'm back now, and we're going to continue with the show. One of the things you've got going on, you've got this total disconnect between the leadership of the West, the so-called West, United States and its, its so-called allies or its satellites, and the rest of the world. Uh, you know, in the rest of the world, you've got, you've got diplomats, you've got diplomacy. Uh, Wang Yi, the... Chinese foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, they're very busy. They are uh, throwing together, or well, I say throwing together, they are engineering 
an international peace conference on the Middle East. See, this is their endgame. The United States, we don't do diplomacy. We haven't done diplomacy for decades. Maybe there was a little bit. I, I, you know, Reagan was trying to do diplomacy. I'll give him credit for that. He, and he did diplomacy with, with Gorbachev. But in general, it's just the United States just has threats and temper tantrums and things like that. We don't have, we don't have diplomats. Uh, Tony Blinken's not a diplomat. He's, he's a, a Jewish activist. I, I mean, that's our, our State Department is no, uh, any diplomats have been long purged from the State Department. The State Department is just a Jewish advocacy organization like the ADL, um, like APAC. I mean, it's just a Jewish advocacy organization. It is not a uh, a, a, a home of, of diplomats. What do you call a home of diplomats? Um, it's not. It's, it's simply a Jewish advocacy organization like so many others. Uh, and these people have... You know, the thing is, you had the, for the past year and a half, going on two years, I guess it's a year and a half, year and two months, uh, a year and eight months maybe, whatever, whatever, you've got the Ukraine war, and the United States was saying all this stuff about... um, Making accusations, most, mostly, largely, if not mostly, false accusations about uh, uh, civilian casualties, Russia inflicting civilian casualties on Ukraine. And, you know, honestly, uh, most Russian people, and Vladimir Putin looks at the Ukrainians as, as being hardly different from Russians. The, the Ukrainians... Because Ukraine and Russia have this history that's been wrapped up with each other where they really haven't, for, for much of history, haven't really been differentiated from each other. The people in the far west of Ukraine, uh, they spent a lot of history as part of, say, Poland or Lithuania or whatever. Uh, so it's it's a bit different with them. But most of Ukraine has been tied up with Russia and the Russian Empire and the Soviet Union or whatever uh, for most of its, you know, most of the past thousand years. The cradle of Russian civilizations in Kiev. And so the Russian leadership has not viewed Ukrainians so much as being the other, right? Whereas uh, in, in Ukraine... Especially amongst these people in the in the the far west, where they're tr- they're trying to uh, create a Ukrainian nation, which by definition has to be distinct from Russia. There's no Ukrainian nation if you can't distinguish it from Russia. So the the Ukrainians do uh, demonize, dehumanize Russians. They're they're Asiatics, and of course Asians. I mean Asians aren't even human, right? They're not even human. Uh, whereas Ukraine is European. Uh, and, and, you know, the Russians don't do this. So the Russians really have tried to avoid uh, civilian casualties. There's so many Russians who've got Ukrainian relatives and whatnot. Uh, but at any rate, the United States has spent the past uh, 20 months 
screaming to the world about uh, Russia inflicting civilian casualties and how this is these are war crimes and Putin has been Putin has been indicted by the International Criminal Court and all of this stuff. And, you know, they've been trying to get the rest of the world to go along with it. Now, of course, the America's got its satellites, the European NATO countries, for the most part. Although, you know, Turkey, which isn't really a European country, but it's in NATO, Turkey hasn't been really in orbit. Hungary's kind of not that much in orbit. But for the most part, those countries have been just going along with it. Japan... For sure, South Korea, Taiwan, kind of going along with it, but but not really anyone else. Uh, you know, you you've been having these votes in the UN General Assembly, and uh, the votes in the UN General Assembly. You've gotten more people going along with the American position condemning Russia. More countries going along with it than voting against it. There are a lot of countries who abstain. Uh, So uh, the plurality, if not the majority, are countries who um, are going along with the American position, although the, you know, the big countries are either uh, voting against or abstaining. That's how it, that's how it was. But the thing is, now you've got Israel inflicting massive, massive civilian casualties, as they always do. Uh, as they always do, and the United States is like, oh, well, never mind, never mind. Well, the hypocrisy is so rank, and so uh, you're you are getting so Ukraine's being orphaned. It has to compete with Israel for weapons. Good luck with that. It has to compete with Israel for uh, for money being appropriated by the U- U.S. Congress, which is, of course, Zionist-occupied territory. It is, it is Zot, Zog, Zot. Uh, and now, of course, so much of the rationale for, uh, you know, the narrative, the rationale against Russia diplomatically, if you want to call it diplomatically, has just fallen apart as, as, as hypocrisy, as double standards. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the Biden, the Biden unit, the Biden object, that's what I want to call him, the Biden object. He went over to Israel. Immediately, the very thir- first thing he does, he, he didn't have time to investigate any of this, but immediately says, oh, yeah, that uh, that bombed out hospital. Yeah, that was that was the Palestinians doing it to themselves. It was the Israel Israelis told me it wasn't them. And that's good enough for me. They showed they showed me something. I saw on the the, the gateway faggot. That's um, it used to be called the gateway pundit, but it's now it's the gateway faggot. And uh, they're totally pro-Israel. And they had a headline saying, uh, you know, Palestine bombed their own hospital, and Israel has the receipts to prove it. And they showed they showed some some video which doesn't prove anything. This doesn't prove anything. And the thing is, uh, like, I don't know what exactly what happened, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you exactly what happened. But what I will say is that the according to the Gateway Faggot article, uh, this was that the Israelis say that it was 
not even Hamas, it was Islamic Jihad, which is a, a smaller group, and that they were firing rockets at Israel, and one of them misfired and blew up the, the hospital. And they, they showed they showed these, uh, some video of uh, night sky, and you're seeing, you know, the, the trails of little rockets going off, in one direction, and then all of a sudden you get an explosion on the ground somewhere, a big explosion on the ground somewhere, which is supposedly the hospital getting blown up. And it wasn't in the trajectory of these rockets, but of course the idea is that, oh, well, the rocket misfired and went the wrong place. You didn't, you didn't actually see a rocket going and landing on this. Um, but the other, th- so, so, so I don't know. It didn't look like a rocket fire. But the other thing is the uh, uh, Islamic Jihad is not going to have any weaponry that's going to be capable of collapsing a multi-story building and killing 500 people. They don't have that. So the whole thing was absurd. But, but the, the, the Biden object, you know, he, he went over and just bought it un- uncritically. And so nobody's, nobody's going along with this anymore. Uh, and the world's gravi- gravitating. As I mean, it's even through before this started, the world was gravitating more and more towards uh, Russia and China. Now this is just accelerating. And right now, there is in in Beijing, there is a Belt and and Road Initiative uh, meeting, and you've got oh scores of of countries attending leaders. So Putin is there. This is a much you know, much bigger than the G20 or the G7. So Putin's there. You know, the leaders of most Asian countries are there because they're all in, in the Belt and Road Initiative. you got leaders of Thailand and the Philippines and Kazakhstan and and uh, a whole bunch of other countries. And, and they're all there, and they're all meeting with Putin, and they're all meeting with uh, Xi Jinping. And, and, uh, and so what you're going to have... Well, I don't know what you're going to have. Now, you've got... Uh, According to the um, RT, you've got Donald Trump is now offering to go over to uh, Israel. And like I said, at when this all started, it would have been better for Letitia James to just throw Donald Trump in prison because he's going to say retarded thing. Um, but, uh, OK, well, we're coming up to the break, but I'm going to start reading this. Former U.S. President Donald Trump said he may visit Israel in the near future. Trump's statement came after he harshly criticized Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for his apparent failure to predict Hamas attack on the Jewish state. We'll be back with the rest of this article after this important message. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. back so trump trump going to israel he says i may go i may go trump told reporters outside a courthouse in new york where he is facing a civil fraud lawsuit but i believe in letting them do what they have to do trump continued they have to straighten it out what's happening in israel is all those people dead would never have happened if i were president he always says it would have never happened and maybe it wouldn't have um but why? Why? What would you have done differently? That's what I want to know. And with Russia, he would have done things a lot differently. With Ukraine, he would have done things a lot differently. Um, with Israel, I mean, he was always trying to, to be the most pro-Israel president ever. I mean, that, he said that. He said that. During his term in the White House, Trump oversaw the relocation of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and the signing of the Abraham Accords, under which Israel normalized relations with Bahrain, Morocco, Sudan and the United Arab Emirates. Uh, Trump often touted his close relationship with Ben with Netanyahu and described himself as history's most pro-Israel U.S. president. Okay, that relationship has since deteriorated. Speaking to Fox News last week, Trump 
claimed that Netanyahu was not prepared for Hamas's surprise attack. He was not prepared and Israel was not prepared, Trump said, adding that the Israeli PM has been hurt very badly because of what happened. Um, At a campaign rally in Florida several days later, Trump said that Israel needs to straighten out its intelligence agencies and that Netanyahu let us down by declining to participate in the 2020 airstrike that killed uh, Iranian General Hassam Soleimani. Okay, now I'm generally pro-Trump. Uh, I, I, but I try to. I just try to be honest about it. I, I think that a Trump presidency is going to be a better environment for us. And so, uh, just looking around at what's likely or what's possible, what's feasible, I hope he becomes president again. But uh, he's got a, a massive retarded streak. He does, and he's 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 was inept as a president. I'm sorry, he didn't get a lot done. Maybe he got some stuff done, but he was he was time and time again defeated by these Jews, and they impeached him twice and uh, drove him out of office with a fake election, and he lost to them. He lost, okay? I'm still rooting for him. He's still my guy, kind of. Um, but the but the business about killing Soleimani, that was that was a massive crime. That was massive crime. He should never have done that, and he shouldn't be bragging about it now. Um, so I don't know. Trump going to Israel, but now what's likely to happen is you're, you're going to have the Russians and Chinese, they're going to take over the diplomatic um, initiative. They're, they're, they're go- what they're going to do, they're setting it up so that there's going to be a, an international conference on, on the Middle East. I don't know if this is going to happen or not. This is what they're aiming for, and uh, they have they have a good chance. They have been blaming more than anybody else. They've been blaming the United States and its failed diplomacy, its failed mediation in the Middle East. They're blaming that because the United States has dominated this diplomacy for almost half a century now, and it's come to nothing. So the Russians and the Chinese are going to try to set up a uh, peace conference and perhaps even impose a settlement. They've, they've got better ideas than the United States. They might actually force Israel to do some things that it wouldn't do otherwise. Okay, well, that's the end of this show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back again tomorrow with another exciting episode of National Bugle Radio. John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. 
So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 